Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf. And I'm C.G. Erickson. And today I have a very special returning guest, Ritu Chandra is here. Hey, everyone. Hi, Ritu. So it's been, it's been a minute since you've been on and you really just met. You're meeting C.G. now. Yeah, so it's nice to meet you. Oh, very I think likewise. The last time I was on was uh, Ken and I were on together in your apartment. In, in, I don't in, know where you lived. I don't know if we say that yet. Yeah, New Jersey. Well, I'm not there anymore, so they can't stalk me there. <laughs> stalking me there. But, uh, yeah. That's uh, what you worry about, because I'm always an idiot and I give out like my, not going to give out my address, but I'm like, oh, and in my town, and I'll say it. And I'm like, fuck, because I don't know how to edit anything. So I just end up in that. But literally, anyone can Google you and find out every single thing about you. So we're not hiding anything. We can find out your address, your cell phone, all that stuff. Not that I'm encouraging anyone to stalk Kate, by, by the way. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, I will pray for them. I will pray for them if they try. <laughs> been a little lonely. Come out of bitch. No, I'm joking. <laughs> don't. I'm a, I'm a wuss. Um, I can talk a lot of shit, but physically, I'm, I don't know. I feel like physically I could do well in a fight because I would just go insane. Like I would bite off like a nose and ear. Like I just. I, you're, think, you're, I think you're definitely a fight or flight person where like that instinct would <laughs> fucking kick in yeah. and you would be like kill billing people like fucking, you know, karate and we didn't even know you knew it. Like I would not want to get in a physical altercation with you. No, you. I wouldn't want to fight you either. If there, yeah, Ritu, we, that would be an ugly fight. You and we'd end up just crying because we both like not be able to win. So that would make it would be terrible. <laughs> uh, Kate, have you been in any fights before? What's your record? 
only like in eighth grade, uh, a girl pulled my hair. We both kind of stopped. Like we were both like, ow, ow, okay, <laughs> let go. <laughs> it wasn't. So is that, did you get a win or is that like, a, that's a draw? Um, That's a draw. Okay. But I did fight. Not really. I was getting wrestled by an ex-boyfriend who at in high school at the time was a boyfriend. And he was being really annoying and like doing the fake spit. Like he was holding me in place and like doing the fake spit and then sucking it back up. And I was like, get off me, get off me. He didn't listen. So I had that fight or flight and I was like, <sighs> and I head butted him and broke his nose. Oh, shit. So I would say I won that one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even win that one because like. I ended up apologizing really sadly the rest of the night. So I mean, he never fucked with you again after that, though. I bet. <laughs> well, kinda. Not well, kinda. <laughs> uh, he didn't. He didn't try to hold you down and spit on it. Pretend to spit on no, you. No, and I don't know. And no one should ever do that. I don't know, like, <laughs> what kind of mating ritual where he learned that from. But it no. definitely sounds like an adolescent mating ritual. I mean, it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so, um, I want to quickly, before we get further into anything, announce to the listeners that CG and I, although I guess it's kind of mostly I, although you'll be a part of it, I'm starting a, a Patreon backup. I had a Patreon account years ago. I let it slack. I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> I let it slack, but like, I, I didn't have the the mindset the capabilities yet to like fully be on it but now we so this is going to be out the 30th of april and then starting in may um will be like a patreon invasion of privacy exclusive content thing so they'll get an extra exclusive podcast and then at least two videos which could be comedy or intimate vlogs or whatever and I might That's even, awesome. Oh, intimate, intimate vlogs. I didn't know about that part when you told me about the thing. That, that can be from me. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right, all right. I picture it like 10 at night and I'm like lonely and like have no one to talk to and I just turn on the light and I'm like... You're like, hey, listeners. Yeah. I know. It's got to be like it's going to be like one of those penthouse sexy letters in the back. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> Which is also worth paying for, people. By the way, I would pay for that. Thanks, Ritu. <laughs> well, one of the videos we might end up doing is uh, a dirty dancing, a, co- a comedic dirty dancing scene. Oh, that's hilarious. So, uh, yeah. So we're starting this as of May 1st. It's, pa- it's patreon.com slash invasion of privacy. And I will also release maybe some poetry of mine <laughs> from even years ago. Wow. Uh, so I'm going to use this, you know, it's exclusive, but it's $4. So did month. you tell them about the Dirty Dancing, the, the edited scene that was not in Dirty Dancing that we okay, watched? Okay, so I'll explain that. I'll explain. So it inspired us. What happened was, oh, I should have said, I didn't know we were going to talk about it. I should have sent it to Ritu. There's this cut out Dirty Dancing scene that's yeah. basically dry humping, standing up, like full on dry humping, right? Okay. She's like... Well, like they they meet up, they're like in the in the locker room or whatever. I guess they're together. It looks like a locker room. It's it's Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey. Yeah. Okay. And like they're basically in like a locker room or something, and you know they're they're by themselves for the first time, 
and like they do this like they they start like dry humping and like sexy dancing on each other and stuff like that and they never get to like actually have sex like nobody's like hey hey listen there's nobody here now maybe we could just have sex they just like do a dry hump dance it's like <laughs> so it's like it's there's so no awkward. Awkward. it's amazing though oh, so it makes sense why they cut it yeah oh, oh oh they cut it yeah they cut it wait how did you two find the scene like what are the fuck what do you do like we're investigators journalists or anything i know <laughs> just on youtube oh it was on youtube uh, i didn't mean for you to say that yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> i found it on a porn site re too <laughs> no 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 it, it was on it was on youtube and i found it and sent it to cg and john because we're going to be doing a dirty dancing thing for our friend john's podcast right so i sent it to them and i almost felt i almost sent, felt like i was sending them porn when i sent yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> so like it but it's it's hilarious it's I so gotta see that. i gotta find so, this so yeah, CG and I are gonna re because I can dance, CG can dance, but we're also gonna make it really funny. We'll probably get. I can't dance, but I can I can stand up I can stand up dry hump like they were doing in that scene. That, <laughs> that I can do. Yeah, so you guys are gonna get that on our Patreon exclusive. Maybe not the month of May, but another <laughs> video to look forward to. There's a lot of practice for that. Yeah, because we have not filmed this yet. Kate just basically said what our idea was, and we have no idea if we can film it well. But now I guess it's going to happen. Oh, it's going to be bold. Yeah. <laughs> if, if there's something I'm good at, it's dry humping you. So, <laughs> I've been doing it since, since middle school. So, <laughs> look at that. Uh, <laughs> so, Ritu just started a new podcast. I did. And I'm super, thank you for letting me come talk about it. It's called confrontation um and you know i got a lot of shit for the name and i have to say if you have a problem with the word cunt you probably shouldn't listen to it so it's self-selecting i i just wanted to do something that i i'm working with two other women which is which is um exciting another comedian and um then uh somebody i just know who's kind of our producer um, and we're all, we're all different, uh, on the confrontation spectrum. Like I am ready to confront anybody at any time. <laughs> Jackie Byrne, who's my co-host, she's more like, if there's a reason, whereas I would, I do it for sports sometimes. It's just like fun. Um, and then our producer who would rather move houses than ever have a confrontation with anybody. By the way, that's the new word. Stop using the word confrontation. It's confrontation. So... Um, so we're, so we talk about, um, we talk about different, uh, conf like conflicts that we've had. We have guests on to talk about, um, things that they've gone through and we're just really having a lot of fun with it so far. So, um, I think that people will enjoy it. They should definitely check it out. So. Yeah. It sounds dope. Yeah. I mean, I think Kate will definitely be a good guest because I know Kate's had her share of confrontations kate and i have had confrontations so <laughs> which i think is the sign of a of a good solid friendship if you can have a confrontation with somebody and then just move past it and not harbor resentment over it or whatever and just be like whatever because i don't know i almost question friendships like you never have a conflict like you've never just what even i don't know how how does that happen 
I don't, I guess I don't what have a I, what I like to do like if I if I'm in a confrontation and like I feel like I didn't necessarily win I set up like an intervention for the person uh next time so that so that we just it's all me and my friends and their family sitting down to like confront them and then they <laughs> like lost me like I will set up some shit no, so you no. just you set up an intervention for everybody <laughs> it's just yeah yeah it's just um it's a way to get you back yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we're having an intervention. It's a passive aggressive way to get you back for the confrontation, the personal confrontation that we had. Yeah. To bring in all your friends and family and have some sort of intervention. Uh, maybe I make up the reason. <laughs> like, there's no real reason. But then they know. They know, like, they don't. They don't you don't do fuck that. with somebody who's going to do that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. No, you might, you might not really even be friends with them after. You might not even fuck <laughs> like, for anything. So. But you won. <laughs> so who cares that's how i feel yeah i could see that <laughs> yeah well you already know i'm not a fan of intervention energy i'm not saying interventions have haven't gone right in certain people's lives and circumstances i'm sure there would be a ton of people that are like i needed an intervention like that's yeah. great. like um i don't like the energy because it's like people have been talking a group of people behind your back yeah <laughs> thought you were really cool with and then like you're like what the fuck but um when Ritu and I had our confrontation it was like two tornadoes or tidal waves like you could feel the force of two there was a weird force it, was. It, was like, it just it's happened like changed in the air around here I don't even know what but something's up we're gonna yeah. talk about it no but this is what happened because it's so silly now thinking about it it's fucking silly Shade. It was over a veggie burger, by the way. It this was over a burger. Fucking fight, everybody out there. Was over a Dr. Prager's goddamn California burger veggie burger. Don't fuck with me when I'm hungry. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I would come to Ritu's. She was so good, though. Whenever I go to Ritu's house, she'd have guac for me. Like, a full like, yeah, She's yeah. such a homemaker. Like, mm-hmm. lovely. But, like, I went to her swim club, Shane and I. And, yeah. and our sons, they haven't seen each other in a while, but they're friends, you know? So I'm there and I'm like hungry and I'm get, I, I do, when I'm hungry, I get real like short, like I can't think about anything else. I, I like, get that because I get the same way. I, I, yeah, I get hangry too. So I'm, I'm not gonna. And like, I'm, I'm a lot of energy. I'm a talker. So is Ritu. We're both used to being like the talk, you know what I mean? So when we're together, it almost always works well. Like we, you know, but. I was hungry and like, I think <laughs> you said something to your husband. You were like something that I don't, I remember just being like, no, I want this. I just like, it rubbed me the wrong way. She like spoke, so not I, me, but oh. like it, got, it felt bossy to me in that moment. She was, was like, the lady will have a veggie burger. And you were like, the lady. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? It was. Uh, it was like he was going home, and I was like, "Oh, don't bring the veggie burgers back because we're gonna go home and eat them." And you got very upset that we weren't barbecuing them at the pool. But my rationale, because I'm a vegetarian who's eating the ver- veggie burger too, they cook better in my toaster oven than they do on the grill. On the grill, they fall apart. Mm. So I was like, "Dude, they're just gonna fucking taste better." And I live like two minutes away from here. We'll just fucking go eat. And come back, but no, I, I I snapped a little bit that day. I'll, I'll fully admit. Like it. No, I did. But there was like more. Like I, this is what used there to happen. Was, there was more I to an idea in my head. Yeah. I get an idea in my head of like 
how I was going to eat, what I was going to eat, where I was going to eat. So I'm like in this environment and in my head, I start forming this plan. I'm eating this veggie burger at this exact time on this grill. I'm like telling Shane, because I think they were grilling and I wanted Shane to feel a part of the whole thing because it's like, okay, you're vegetarian, but let's grill it at least. So like I had this whole thing and I'm like looking at Shane, like you're going to have a veggie burger on the same grill. You know what I mean? Like, and then like. Doesn't that get the meat juice on it? Totally. Completely meat juiced. It just, it was, I had an idea in my head. (laughs) I had totally like this plan. And then when it went, er, I didn't handle it well. Like I was cranky and like. But I'd love to say that we got in a huge blowout over a veggie burger. Like that actually brings me. Yeah, but then other stuff came out. But then other other stuff came came out and that. It brings me joy too. I wasn't even there. (laughs) They're like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know exactly. Something about the veggie burger. <laughs> it ended up being a confrontation, but it was my bad. It was that was one of the last times that like I've gotten triggered and then allowed other things that like you didn't even know I was upset about out at that moment. Yeah. That used to happen to me a lot where I would hold on to like years of things and then you stub your toe and you're like, I'm mad from two years ago. Yeah, like, but you're not, that's not uncommon. I think a lot of people do that. They just shove it down and shove it down. So I probably am not that. But that's also annoying too because it's like, do you have anything nice to say? Because I've like heard. Five, the last five things that come out of your mouth, they're like, eh, you know, whatever. So I could probably use a little bit of like, just stuff this one down. You've said like, you've already made five critiques. So (laughs) not everybody wants that either. No, we, we ended up getting, we ended up getting through that day, but I remember, yeah, that was, that was a tense one. Um, I, cause ultimately I don't like fighting with people. Like we're, we're both fiery. But ultimately, it hurts. Like, after I fight, I think about it constantly. It, like, hurts my heart. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh. I'm the same way. Like, I, yeah, like, I lose sleep over it. Um, I know people probably think, oh, she just, you know, got off on her fucking, she flew off on her broom and she's fine now. But I'm like, no, that, yeah, I carry that with me, too. I've, I've gotten better about this, but even stupid things with, like, the I don't do road rage because that'll get you shot. So I just, you know, I've quit that. That's just a bad, that's, it scares me. And, you know, our kids are going to be driving soon. So I was like, I don't want them to pick that up at all. Like, yeah. So there's certain instances where I'm, when, when, where I'm like, it's, things could end badly for me. So I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not stupid. Let's just put it that way. I I, want to live. I want to live first and then confront second. So that's the I order. Win. I want to win first <laughs> and live and then confront. I don't know. I don't know. So it's, a, it's a strange word. But I really, I mean, I know what you mean, though. If you if you are, you do get into confrontation. And, you know, when I lose, I'm extremely upset, lose a lot of, a lot of sleep over it. Yeah. Figure out how, how I will win, how I will come back from this and win. Um, do you do that thing where you're like, I should have said this, damn it, like later yeah. on. Like, that would have been a good one. Oh, dude, I got the best lines afterwards. <laughs> the best lines ever. I was like, oh, man, next time they're, you know, smithereens. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm the same way, though, like, Kate, like sometimes things, I guess the word of the day de- or the word of the now that people use is get triggered. I had a 
fight recently with someone on my Instagram over Newark. Like, who knew that I would get in a fight over fucking Newark with someone? I posted a picture of a very wholesome picture of my parents with my son. There's like all these cherry blossom trees in Newark. And I tagged that I was in Newark. And I was like, oh, the biggest group of cherry blossom trees outside of D.C. And she, this woman's like, in Newark? I was like, yes, in Newark. And then she's like, oh, you must get your crack from a nicer part of Newark than I get my crack. And I was just like, can we not fucking do this shit? Like, do you not? Do you, listen. I was like, so at first I was nice about it. I was like, hey, you know, I don't think you should demonize the whole city, blah, blah, blah. She wasn't backing off at all. It's gone because I had to block her because she was she was crazy. Like, it got to the point with our exchange where I'm like, I am so happy this woman doesn't live in New Jersey because I would be looking over my shoulder. That's how crazy it got. But it's just like, New don't fucking make fun of, like, what you're making fun of is crack being released by the government into black communities, which, which caused, wreaked so much havoc on them. Like, I don't find that funny. I think your joke is hack and <laughs> stupid. So fucking, you know, get the fuck out of here. And that didn't go over well, but I tried to say it more diplomatic. <laughs> and then at the end when I realized like she might hunt me down and shoot me, I was like, mm. I tried to like totally back up and be like, listen, you know, and calm it down. But she still was going. She, at the end, she was just fighting with herself. She was one of those. And I don't even know who she is or why she's on my Instagram. But you have to be careful out there on Instagram. Sounds though. like she's not on enough crack, if you ask me. Exactly. She should smoke some more. <laughs> crack makes you happy or not, I really don't know. I mean, yeah. it, it has to make you happy. People love it. People like, love you, can't even, you can't even touch it, like, once or twice because you'll love it too much. Like, that's the problem. It's that's so what they say. Too great. <laughs> I mean, that's, I think, makes yeah. sense to me. She's not. She's not on enough crack then. No, I think, uh, look, I don't want to, I don't want to, what? I think that anything dealing with, I live in a very white area and I, I have lived a very, whatever, privileged life as well. So I'm not like distancing myself from that. But I think everything that kind of, ha we were all home this year, George Floyd happened. We all watched what happened that there's a different awareness in me and it's about, especially about the way I hear people around here speak. I was scheduling vaccine appointments for people, um, just like volunteering to do this. And people didn't want to go to Newark because it was a bad area. I'm like, first of all, I'm not sending you there at three in the fucking morning. Okay. Like, like this is, and I just wanted, I mean, I didn't want to get into it with these strangers. I'm like, what makes it a bad, what makes it the bad area? Like, I just like to hear what you, because I feel like it's probably that the people don't look like you. Like any area would be a bad area where people don't look like you, whether or not, because crime is significantly down in, in Newark. See, I guess, I don't know why Newark is such a trigger. I think the scariest neighborhoods are where there are tons of Hasidic Jews. <laughs> <laughs> happy with that if any if anyone listening wants to fight me on that one that there's nothing scarier talk about and they're not necessarily like a different skin color than me right i've got some pasty jew <laughs> but um so it's not the skin color it's like everything else it's like if you had if you had to make me walk through one of those neighborhoods i, I would probably get abducted and murdered by them i'd be in a vat of acid they would they wouldn't like my kind in a yeah. hasidic jewish neighborhood so 
I mean, there, there's definitely lots of places we could end up in a vat of acid where they wouldn't like our kind. Okay, like out, uh, outspoken, opinionated, um, you know, that's uh, not for everybody. <laughs> I told CG there are some countries where they cut off girls' clits. Yeah. So definitely would be in a vat of acid, whatever places those are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, look, I'm from, I'm from India. You in a vat of acid? <laughs> Or just one or the other. I feel no. like you don't like really get your punishment. No. They just dip you straight in Nevada acid afterwards. Those places where they regularly cut off girls' clitorises is where also Ritu and I would be in Nevada acid. Because in those places, as a woman, you're supposed to like shut up. You know what I mean? Like you're not supposed to be very outspoken. But don't yeah. you think fear would maybe have you make you put on a mask and at least pretend so until you're out of the country? I would try, but I have a feeling it wouldn't work. That's the problem. <laughs> my mouth just fucking sat. Like, I don't know. Like, I, because I think about that. I'm like, if my parents had stayed in India, would I have become a nice, quiet, studious Indian girl? I don't think so. <laughs> I think I would have been, you know, burnt to death by now, not to be morbid, but probably. It's possible. I won't say it's un not possible. So. I'm shocked you and I aren't burnt to death here in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> and I wake up every morning. I'm like, you guys didn't get me yet. <laughs> what can I say today to make it happen? <laughs> now, now, Ritu, what is your love for Newark? What does that stem from? You know, again, I, I don't. I guess when when I started doing comedy, whenever many years ago. It also, I was driving to so many different places and so many different neighborhoods and at night. And I performed in Newark several times and I performed in other bad areas, I'll say in quotes. And I was like, yeah, everything's fine. Like, everything's just fucking fine. Like, there's no place where I dilly dally at one in the morning. Look, even like Jersey City doesn't have the reputation Newark does, but there's parts of Jersey City that's like, yeah, I want to skedaddle soon. Or shit, mm. maybe I wish I hadn't taken this turn. <laughs> you know, like, mm. so I just don't, or even in the city. So I don't, I don't, I guess I don't know what makes, I, I feel like it's more time of day than anything else. There's, it, I just don't think that if it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon, no matter where you are, you're really in danger. I don't. Watch, I'm gonna get like mugged the next time I'm in Newark and I'm gonna come back and be like, it is a bad area, stay the fuck like, away. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, you're on your way to being mayor of Newark. <laughs> I like what I like the direction this is headed in for your life. You're a good voice for them. I could be mayor, yeah. I'm like, I live in not Newark, but <laughs> I was like, I don't want I live in Berkeley Heights, but I, I could be the mayor of Newark, I guess. <laughs> We were trying to get people not to stalk you. I know, but like I said, I've I've already Googled myself. Oh God, I, you don't you guys you don't even know this whole thing. Mm. Michael was a sperm donor in college, and one of the sperm babies contacted us. It was this whole crazy thing. That's oh, yeah. Been, by the way. Yeah. Okay. And I, I refer to them as sperm babies. I know all babies are sperm babies. I know that. So don't fucking write to me and tell me that. But that's how I refer to the sperm donation babies as sperm babies. So he donated sperm in uh, college, like for beer money. 
And my husband went to Harvard, so obviously that's like sought after sperm. He's over six feet tall. Like, because this is how you pick sperm, by the way. Nothing like, that's it. It's like over six feet tall, blue eyes, Harvard. And so then, and then that's what you pick. Like, that's apparently. So, not like you don't just write a paragraph about yourself. There's like check boxes, like over <laughs> under six feet. Like, I've never seen how it was done, so that that's interesting to me. Yeah, it's just your bio. It's your stats. Like, if he, if he wrote a paragraph, it probably would have turned some people off to buying his birth. They would have been like, this guy's a little too quirky for what we're going for, you know? Like, but just stats. So um, she's the, the one. There are several sperm babies. That they contacted you or just no, one? No, just one contacted us. <clears throat> Now, this is what's crazy. I'll cut to this part. How did she find us? Because he definitely marked the box like, hey, never want to be contacted by any sperm babies. Check that box, right? <laughs> so, and we, and so my son wanted to do a 23Mean test. I was like, you can do it, but it has to be private because daddy has these sperm babies and we don't want them to find you. So that was fine. But my husband's cousin, did a 23andMe where he checked, hey, I'm open to be contacted by potential relative matches. Now there's only two boys in the family, Michael and his cousin. Oh, and there's one more cousin. And so this girl matched with his cousin, uh, whatever, biological relative, and then looked at who in his family could be her father then was following my social media and I made a joke about this, about basically saying about how Alex couldn't do the 23andMe test because of Michael's sperm babies or something I said about it. And then she knew that we, that he was her dad. <laughs> yeah. How fucked up is that? But what's fucked up is like, there was no 23andMe. Nobody who fucking jerked off in a cup and sold it for beer money was ever supposed to be found again. Is this wild, though? I can't believe I haven't told you this yet. Um, this whole thing. Wait. How old is she? She's in college. Um, she just wanted to know who her dad was? Like, She came off quite aggressive. The letter was like, hi, dad. Not like, right. <laughs> and it was six pages. Like, this is the letter we wanted. Hey, I, um, I know this might come as a shock to you. But I think I figured out that you might be my father. Uh, I know you're going to need some time. This is why I think it, that, you know, spell out the connection um, and, you know, kind of then give him some time to see where we go from there. But this was like, hi, dad. And then so I, she was also listening to my podcast that I used to do with Ken. And she was like. Ken and I were always ripping on Michael for being on, on the spectrum somewhere. We weren't quite sure where, but he has a lot of quirks. So we just rip on his quirks. So, and then in big letters, she writes, like, the first thing is, like, you are not autistic. I was like, which also, by the way, cracked me the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's consoling him about it. I was like, you need to ease into this, okay? First of all, this is a joke. We bust my my husband's shots, whatever. But um, it was this whole, it was a crazy letter. It was, that's all I'll say. It was six pages. It was super intense. And um, at first I started laughing when I read it. 
I opened it. I forgot why I opened his mail because it came in an envelope, like a thick envelope. And I opened it and I started laughing. I was like, oh my God, you'll never forget what one of your college friends did. Because I thought that, you know, they knew he's donated sperm. They have too much time on their hands. And this one friend in particular who has too much time on his hands, I was like, oh, he thought this would be hilarious. He even put it in a keychain that says, I love you, dad. There was a keychain that said, I love you. <laughs> this was so. Which would be the best prank ever if it was his friend. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. But then we kept reading the letter and we're like, hmm, maybe this isn't a prank. Like, this is an involved prank. You've listened to the podcast enough. So it was creepy. She had, she sent us a photo of her next to a photo of my son, which she had gotten off my social media. So I went into a serious tailspin where I shut everything down on social media. I was like, I'm never mentioning Alex, my son, or Michael again. I've come out of that because um, I, I don't think, first of all, it was such a weird, we hired a private eye to check her out. And not to toot my own horn, I found out way more information about this girl than the private eye did. Like he did such a cursory, like I found her, I, fa I found her, <laughs> all right. He just had some facts about her. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had already figured that stuff out, buddy, but thanks. And here's our check, you asshole. It actually made me think that maybe I should be a private eye. Um, but then there was a bunch of weird text exchanges and I'll tell you what I think happened. I don't actually think the girl is the one who ever contacted us. I think, I think the girl probably knows that Michael is her dad had figured that out. But, and I think she probably had always wished her mom was a lesbian. So she never had a father figure. So I think she probably always wished, like wished for it. I think her mom took it upon herself to write this letter. Because the letter just, it was, it almost sounded like what you would write trying to sound like a young girl. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. And same with the, with the, with the text exchanges, with the number that was left. They were just, uh, so I think that ultimately that's uh, what happened. For a while, we were super excited though, because we couldn't figure out how she knew that um, Michael was her dad. Like that came out as we were texting with her. So I was like, did the sperm bank fuck up? Because are we about to be millionaires? Because I was like, this will be totally worth it. If Michael gets to quit his job for the rest of his life, like getting stalked for the past six months will be so worth it. Turns out that wasn't it, but yeah, it was, it, it, it's crazy. So it's like, Alex, you know, someday you might want to contact these people. I don't know how you're going to feel about it. You're free to, but you're going to wait till you're 18 before you make any decisions on that because yeah it's insane but it just goes to show you like people listening you just don't know what you do today what the consequences are like i know you have young listeners like you think you're just jerking off into a cup and it's really fun because they give you free porn that was back in the day when they had magazines and I'm sure Michael was like, Oh, I don't get these magazines at Harvard, you know, like this is fun. And then you go out and meet your friends at the bar with like your hundred dollars or whatever. And it's not hard to do. So I mean like, but you just don't know what the consequence, like, like science fucked my husband. The fact that you could mail in your genetic profile and 
So, so you said a hundred bucks to take to the bar. Yeah. Is that is that for just jizzing once in a cup? I think you had to jizz three times in a three times in a week, and this was in the oh, night. Yeah. Week, in a week, I was gonna say that's a marathon session. Three times a week, but then you also have to commit to not fucking during that period because you can't. Your your jizz has to be strong jizz. It's got to be the strongest jizz possible. It gets less strong if you if you're having sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're fucking jerking off all the time, you're probably that's interesting. No guy's ever tried jerking off a whole bunch to see if that won't get a girl pregnant before he has sex with her. I guess you couldn't have sex then. I don't know, CJ. You answer these questions. <laughs> Would that work as a form of birth control? I've never heard of it used that way. I've heard of a guy doing that so that he lasts longer when when that when he you know gets with the girl. I but, guess there's less to give though, right? Less comes out. He's like, if I hardly jizz at all, there's no way she's getting pregnant. Right. Exactly. That means less likely. You still could though, even with like a little, uh, even with like the last, yeah, little peep. <laughs> that was like a fart noise, which semen doesn't do. <laughs> Even the so lowest, lowest sperm out of the gate could still find the egg. Everybody. I think it could. Yeah. It could. Just, oh, just a little sound at the end. The yeah. <laughs> it, mine makes that. Mine does that. I don't know about anybody else's. Uh, no. <laughs> well, I've never heard of that as like a form of birth control. That's pretty <laughs> yeah, they, they don't want you jerking off uh, anywhere else, or they don't want it released anywhere else, just into their cup three times it's a week. the most potent. Yeah. Oh, there's like a contract? I thought like you run in there and you like, <laughs> off real quick and then you and then you don't ever see them again. No, you're like going there for a while. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, he was going there for a while, probably just because he kept wanting to get paid. That's, that's a... Uh, the issue but I remember when he told me about it when we uh by the way if any of the sperm babies are listening and one of you might be the next in, next like Justin Bieber or something I fully rescind every negative thing I've said about you feel free to reach out and contact us please <laughs> I need some podcast listeners you can probably promote <laughs> but I remember I was like laughing about it in the sense, I was like, oh, so you might have babies out there, but never really, really putting that together with the fact like, oh, I could be a, I refer to myself as a stepmom now. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> or a stepmom. I am a stepmom. When, yeah. So. See, see, it makes me wonder too, like, how much of that stuff gets used? Like, does every sperm that, that they put in there get used? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Um, well, first of all, they still had his in the rotation, so we had to ask for it to be taken out of rotation. So you think about that. We're like, like a decade later? Like 20, 20, 30 years, wait, 20 years later. Like, you need well, to get he, a refrigerator. Like, my food will be lasting. <laughs> How did that come up like a couple decades later? And he was like, you know what? I better get my jizz out of that place. Because once we got contacted her, I was like, you better stop. Make sure they stop making fucking babies with your sperm. Because I've had about you enough your- of this shit from hearing from one of them. Like, yeah. you better make sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I, um, I don't. You're gonna have the biggest family reunion in ten years. We gotta go to Ritu's family reunion. <laughs> it's gonna be at a stadium. There is a part of me that look. If Michael had been open to it and had been like, I have some curiosity. I want to. I also could have gone full blown the other way. Like I would have. I would have like big Thanksgiving dinner at my house this year. Sperm babies. You know, like we would have like. I could have totally gone that way and gotten everybody all the Christmas gifts that we miss giving them. And like, I just, I really could have, cause I am weird too. So, but he was kind of, I think he was, you know, he was kind of like, this wasn't what I foresaw in my future. Like, that's not why I did this to have. You know, um, I don't even, I wouldn't even put the two together if you didn't say something like, I, you know, when I think of somebody going to a sperm bank, I never think of them having a bunch of babies from it afterwards. You just yeah. think of that as this random funny thing that they did. I think you do. You yeah, do. Yeah, make me think. I like, like. And that's the thing. It's like just this, it's this, it's kind of funny. You go jerk off in a cup and they give you porn and, and you're 20. Like, what better job could you have other than the fact that he had to be, you know, celibate for some period while he was doing this? It's a pretty good gig. And now how do they know that you're celibate? I they mean, don't. Can you cheat the system? You can cheat the system. <laughs> they don't. They don't have a tracker no, no, you. smell like poon And the police show it. up if you're about to fuck a girl in your dorm room and they're like, ah, 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 ah. Like, oh, sorry, miss. You're going to have to step out of here. We need this sperm. Put your hands up, please. She's like, my hands up. He's, no, uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like today they might be able to figure it out, like where technology is going. I, I'm curious to know that. Now. I'm gonna Google that. Yeah, they would test it and be like, "There's pussy in this semen." <laughs> they could. I mean, they must be able to now. So I don't know if like I don't know if sperm. I, I guess it's still a big thing, right? Because infertility is a big thing. So I'm sure this. But like, I feel like there's so many men who want to jerk off in a cup for money. Like, you would think this for men to be like, we are full. We have had our fill of your jizz. Enough. We'll yeah. let you know if we need more. Like, yeah. Ever- I yeah. would think that too. What kind of sperm would you pick, Kate, if you were going to pick sperm to make a baby? I mean, like, it's such a weird question, right? Like, I, I live I'm with on a, a high girl. jumper. I'd want like an NBA guy or something. I want a really yeah. high jumping son. 
So you'd have you'd look for like I don't know if they have like like if you make NBA money, you're probably not jerking off into a cup and giving it to a sperm bank. You might get like the highest jumper of his senior high school class, you know, like that. <laughs> yeah, that like I jumped when he was seventeen. It looked like he was going places. Right, exactly. The guy who didn't make it to the NBA, you'll get that sperm. <laughs> I just want a kid who's got hops. That's like, uh, can you ask the doctor? I want my kid to have hops. What's the you best? Know what? I wonder how how much more specific they are like that now, though. That um, uh, I, oh, they probably have genetic testing. You know what I mean? Like they probably have such a range where they have to test the semen. Yeah. Thing, because there are some women who are like, I have this disorder, so I can't have sperm with this thing in it, and like there must be like so many. I would think. I, I probably if I was gonna go to a sperm bank. If I if I was like I'm just imagining the like the guys lined up and they're like jump, 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 who jumps got the highest out. We'll take your sperm. Or or <laughs> who, or whose mom had the biggest titties. Because like <laughs> if you want a well-endowed daughter, you need to know this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like if you were if you really getting the attributes together and you you get to pick what you want, you gotta know stuff like this. If you want a well-endowed daughter, you shouldn't be having a daughter. Period. <laughs> well, I want my daughter to be well endowed, and she. I think it's different for a woman. <laughs> it's a just in case. It's a just in case. You know, if she's got big titties, she won't starve out. There. <laughs> so, like, it's it's just it's a just in case you want your child to be cared for. That's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a fair point. Oh man, Ritu went gross with it at first. I didn't even think about that. She's like, "Why do you want?" Your daughter to have big titties. <laughs> you almost had a confrontation, Siege. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. I would know that I know your intentions were good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At first I was thinking about like a big dick son. Yeah. But like it's not really it doesn't make sense because it's not really me going in picking out the sperm. Like this is a woman. But what if I was sterile? And so right, then you would have a say in it. Yeah. We're going shopping for babies together. Yeah. And basically, I was like, listen, I want to make sure that if it's, you know, if the dude has a big dick and his mom has some big titties, just so, <laughs> you know, our kid comes out on top. You know, something <laughs> like that. So, so I want, it makes me wonder what you can fill out on the form, what you can ask for. It makes me wonder that. I doubt, I doubt they have how big are your mom's titties. <laughs> That is, it's the perfect question. I think it's like, it's like, are you a nurturer? You know, are you a nurturer? <laughs> no, are you? It's, it's, it has to do with that kind of stuff. Is that a code for, do you have big titties? I think it kind of is. Nurturer. Yeah. <laughs> birthing, birthing hips. Yeah. Like that. I don't know stuff you want to know. Yeah, it's fair. It's, it's, it's just weird. Look. Would you change anything about your son? No, I wouldn't change anything about my son. Like, so I can't imagine picking traits. Mm. Like, he just is what he is. Well, like, if you could make him jump like a foot higher, you wouldn't change him? No, I, I wouldn't mind if he had some hops. He's not. That's he's, what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying like, I might change him a little bit. Like, if we had, you know, if we could, I'd change myself. I'd give me some hops. <laughs> I'd give myself some hops. <laughs> You saw my vertical recently, and there is no vertical. <laughs> the vertical, all motion is in the horizontal these days. There is, <laughs> the vertical is done. The vertical That's... is not. The cheerleading days are over, but, but. Did, did you try to do a cheerleading jump? No, I can do cheerleading jumps-ish, ish. 
we were playing a game. Uh, we were tossing. Like, wait, when you're a cheerleader, though, you can cheat because you can. You don't have to jump that high, and you can just kick your legs out to the side. So it yeah. looks like you got off the ground. We were doing it. We were tossing football, a football, okay. and he is prime athletic. Like this dude's like. So I was trying to like you know keep up, and like, but he would, he would like throw it like. He'd, he'd have me running and then throw where he thought I was going to be. So I was real like jumping for shit. And he was like, jump higher. And I'm like, that's what, what I'm giving is what I have. <laughs> it was awesome. I wish we'd take it. To jump well. You're like, that's me jumping, bitch. <laughs> that's too funny. But, um, it was but hard. I, I mean, jumping's not really a skill you need to have. It's just a flashy, it's just a flashy thing to be able to do. That's all. I, I mean, it can help in certain situations, right? Like mm. if you were, if the water was coming in from a rushing river and you had to jump up onto the bank mm. or something. Oh, wow. that is a good example. That's a prime <laughs> example. Or, um, <laughs> you know, because that happens all the time. Uh, I, I can't really think of any others. That is great if like if like there's a there's a huge rainstorm in Vietnam and the, yeah. and the rivers start to fill really fast. Your car breaks down and all of a sudden these bulls come rushing and you have to jump from the ground onto the roof of your car. That's a good one. I mean, you are you're hitting them on the on the head <laughs> right now. Yeah. I think that could happen, people. So <laughs> jumping's just good. Yeah, jumping is good. It's something we should all work on. Survival skill. <laughs> I think. I, uh, well, I do CrossFit. I don't have a very good vertical jump, but you have to see those people fucking jumping like 42 inches onto the box. That's a pretty big vertical. Mm. And they're short little things. Mm. I shouldn't from that. They're going to listen and be like, we were going to kick your ass. Yeah. They're like, short hey, heard your podcast. <laughs> That's what I also really like about Ritu is she really don't give a fuck. Like she does, like she's kind, but she's also like me in the sense where we'll just say it and be like, why did I just say that? <laughs> like we forget yeah. that people really are listening. <laughs> yeah, I do that a lot. Um, I don't I think I to be contacted by Michael's sperm babies myself. I'm going to be like... <laughs> You're gonna be the the go between between us to make this, <laughs> yeah make everything okay. No, I'm serious. As a we, healer, yeah, as exactly. a healer, I was I was made for this situation. I um uh, right before the pandemic hit, I went. I was very fortunate enough to go to Costa Rica to a place to do ayahuasca. Um, and it was it was amazing, and it actually like I'm not gonna be like it fully changed me, but. It, it definitely brought out my kinder side. Like the whole thing with volunteering to make vaccination appointments, probably being triggered by the Newark comment. Like it just brought, I started doing a lot of volunteering with my son. Um, it's all good stuff. But it's funny because to me, because I'm like, yeah, I, I was like, that's why I put in my bio. I'm like, I'm a humanitarian and a cunt. Like, mother, wife, humanitarian, comic, cunt. Like, because I still, like, that is it i will fucking help anybody who needs it but i also will cut them to pieces if they need that too <laughs> i don't know now when you said you went to ayahuasca yeah like, or, or you did ayahuasca <laughs> yeah is it like a hallucinogen it's a hallucinogen that's been shown to have a lot of like uh oh, therapy really? yes. i just thought i made an awesome joke that's really yeah. what it is yeah that joke suck <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you heard of it, Keith? Sorry. No, no, I really, I like, I kind of thought that what it was, and then I thought your story was about like you, you took a retreat in ayahuasca, which is yeah. someplace I never heard of. Yeah. Very life changing, but no, you really are talking about that. Yeah. Awesome. Look, actually, the retreat you're talking about, just a retreat, I would never do that. I would only do one where they offered me drugs. Somebody told me. It's like doing 10 years of therapy in three days. And I was like, sign me up because I am, I want the shortcut and I loved drugs. So this sounds perfect. It wasn't like the joy of doing drugs as I remember. <laughs> like it wasn't that kind of joy. Actually, the first night I took it, I was like, oh my God, this is just like shrooms. And I was like laughing at it. I was like, ha ha. I'm just going to have fun for three days. You're not going to like, I'm not going to see anything. I'm not going to learn anything because I've done so many drugs in my past. This isn't going to have an effect on me. And then real quick. Uh, yeah. How do, you how do you take it? Uh, you drink it. They make it into a tea and you drink it. Right. Um, there was a hundred, a hundred people in one room. Yeah. It's a plant. A hundred people in one room. We were all given a bucket and a roll of toilet paper. Cause apparently you can crap yourself. It comes out of everywhere. Yeah. Kate, I got on a plane by myself to go do this in Costa Rica. Everybody I knew was like, you're crazy. I was like, I, I am. But you know what? I need to know if this shit is the real deal. Just uh, we're, Was 100, so 100 people defecating in a room? No. So not. So I brought Depends because I'm classy. <laughs> were they the sexy fit? Because they got the sleek fit now that can go under your biker shorts. You still look sexy. <laughs> They weren't that sexy because I was. I wanted to make sure it could hold a lot. So we were like, I didn't know what I was in for, okay? I did not know. I just didn't want to come out of there with shit on my pants. That's it. That's all I cared about for, the, for that time. But I remember, like, people, and then Ken was like, yeah, Ken was like, you're going to shit your pants. I was like, well, we'll see. Okay, I don't know yet. But... I was very popular because I brought the Depends. That was my favorite thing, too. I had a pack of Depends, and I was like, just like, did you hear about the girl in 3A? She's got Depends. Go see her for one. <laughs> so um, the last night, which was the craziest night, it's the strongest medicine they give you, I saw, I saw a couple of people had crapped themselves. I made it through unscathed. I did... Uh, I did get violently vomiting sick the first night. But what they tell you when you vomit is you're supposed to look in the bucket and ask the medicine what that is because it's ridding you of things. So what happened was the month before I went, I went into this severe depression because I started trying to figure out what the medicine was going to uncover. Like some people uncover serious trauma in their lives that they had blocked out, right? Some people like... There's all uh, there's just all kinds of things that happen to people on this. So I was reading about it. So I was like, well, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? So in this month, I'm going through every terrible thing I've ever did in my life, trying to be like, is that what it's going to pinpoint that that was the turning point that I did this or someone did this to me? So I'm replaying my whole like the the worst parts of my life for the month before I go. So I go, I finally throw up in the bucket, and I was like, oh my god, what is it? And it was said to me, it's like, stop trying to pinpoint one fucking thing, okay? Everything bad you've ever done, everything bad that's ever been done to you is in this bucket now, and you just fucking move forward and don't look back. 
And it was so fucking powerful, you guys. And I have felt that. I haven't, I haven't felt that guilt or remorse that I would that that you don't even realize sometimes that's eating you away or that like, oh, if anybody knew I did this, or you know, just even the littlest things, like, you know, um, all of that was just released and it felt really good, uh, to say the least. And I had wild hallucinations that week. I saw so my brother and my my mom has always favored my brother and it's always like been a you know sore spot. So I saw my brother be born and the doctor broke his leg. This all happened for real in real life. And my mom, who's 20 years old from India, she moved here when she was 18 in an arranged marriage and has no family, gives birth to a baby, has no support, and now can only see her baby for six weeks through the glass, can't even hold him. And I bawled. I bawled for my brother, what he must have gone through in that incubator for six weeks as a baby. And I bawled for my mom, what she must have gone through as a mom, as, as, as a mother going through that with her child. And I have never felt mad at either of them again since then, because it makes sense. Like if I had a child under those circumstances, I would spend the rest of my life just wanting to make everything perfect. Cause you, those memories don't leave you. So it was wild. I, I went to this place. It's called Rhythmia in Costa Rica. I liked it because they have medical staff on site. It wasn't just like going into the jungle with some shaman, which, you know, if you want to do that, good for you. I was, I'm, I'm a little too scared for that for myself. Like, I just wanted to know if, if I stopped breathing, <laughs> there would be somebody there. But some people had some wild, crazy um, reactions to it. Like, one guy ended up hogtied because he got super, like, yeah. I was going to ask about that. I'm sure some people were freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you see someone hogtied, it kind of doesn't necessarily make you feel safe. Kind of blows your high a little bit, too. <laughs> a little bit. Like, like that shit's real. If you real, want to take your high, guys, just have someone hogtie one of your friends in front of you <laughs> and hold them down for like four hours. <laughs> so, um, he, he, I talked to him though, and he, he was, <laughs> he's pretty chill. He, he turned out to be a pretty chill guy. Imagine being the person though, imagine what? being the person though who had to be hogtied and the next day trying to be real chill. Like, hey, he's like, hey I'm, I'm Barry. Uh, I don't think we formally met. <laughs> there were some people who got real primal who just got naked and were dancing around the fire, burning their clothes and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been me. <laughs> I would have been like, but, th but then there were like just people like me who were just like looking for some answers. Like the thing with my brother, I didn't even go there looking for any help with that. You know what I mean? But it's like, I would definitely do it again. I don't feel the need to do it again right now. I'm really pushing for my husband to go once the world opens up again and it's safe. Cause I think he would benefit. So you have to let go. Like, no matter who wants to hold on to control, like the more you try to control it, the more sick you get, the worse it feels. So it was just like throw up in the bucket. I mean, I didn't do it. Once again, I'll reiterate, crap your pants if you like, like you got to let it go uh, to kind of get into it, I guess. I feel I like know. does anybody just like stay on the toilet until it happens and then they get up and chill? I feel uh, like I would just be yeah. like, listen, I'm going to ride it out here for a few. <laughs> I'll meet up with you guys after, you know, after it goes down. Right. I mean, 
trying to just have it have it sneak out when I'm when I'm socializing. I think plenty of people were able to make it to the toilet. I think most people were able to make it. They're to like, the toilet. Hold it. There's like there's like eight to eight or ten toilets in there. Like they're definitely prepared for. Uh, Wait, I'm picturing this giant like hut. It is. And, like you guys are all in the same room. Yeah, it's like a big pavilion. There's a hundred matches mattresses down, so everybody goes on their own mattress. Their own room. No. To go no, back. I mean, at night I go back to my own room, but during the ceremony, um, there's like a hundred mattresses, and uh, and so you're all in the same room together, and you're not really supposed to interact. Like I would interact with my friends. But there was definitely phases where it's like, I don't want to interact with anybody. Like, I am seeing crazy. I just want to lie. And they have shamans. Like, this, I mean, she looked like it was I, because I was on drugs, though. And she, they like wear kind of kooky makeup sometimes and stuff. And they like shake things in your face and blow at you to get the spirits away. Like, it, it was fucking, it was, it was intense. That's all I'll say. It was, yeah, it was intense. But um, I, it's, I just had read so much about it. I was like, can it be possible that you could take something? But they're talking about how there really are a lot of therapeutic effects of hallucinogenics uh, for people. Uh, it has to be done, I think, in the right way. I'm not sure that I did it in the right way. I'm by no means am I saying that. But, like, I think the amount you're supposed to take, there's something involved in that. Like, you don't want to... Because the way I used to take it when I was young, I don't know if there was any therapeutic... Uh, way of taking like we just took shrooms until we were completely fucked up you know what I mean like I don't know if there was any therapy it was fun but I don't know if there was any therapy in that so mm -hmm. I don't know Kate you probably know people more about this from your healing stuff well for me really the only time that I did shrooms for real was not fun yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a spiritual experience. It brought, talk about losing control. It was one of the first times I realized how much I was still trying to control my life so tightly. Um, and, um, oh yeah, no, it was, a, it was every suppressed painful thing came up at once and it was nuts. But I can't say I regret it because right. it, it woke me up big time. It was like one of the things that kind of did. Yeah. Uh, make me realize there was more to this reality but um yeah i don't I, I know i have friends in that world who do ayahuasca peyote dmt a lot of different things i'm very scared of most things i'm very yeah. sensitive um even marijuana can shoot me into a portal of death very quickly right, right. Mm. so um yeah, I, I haven't, but but I know that they can be used as healing tools and to awaken your consciousness. And it is a little strange to me, like uh, what I went last February of 2020, so right before lockdown happened. Um, and I've heard that there's one um, guy that I went with that has now done it uh, underground, but five times ayahuasca since then. And I'm not sure that for me, like, I was like, I got something out of this. I feel lighter. I've left some stuff behind here in a positive way. But I don't, I don't think that, uh, I'm not sure doing it, you need to do it like five times a year. I'm not, I'm not even sure, you, you know, I guess everybody has their, their, their shit. But I feel like it becomes like anything else. It becomes a little bit of an addiction. I mean, I have... 
we have to wrap up soon so I won't get into what is addiction. Yeah. Cause that I have, I have, cause I feel like the word addiction, um, you can be addicted to things that you don't even know you're addicted to. Right. Seriously. Like you can get addicted to yoga. You can get addicted to gambling. That's a more obvious one. You get addicted to makeup products. Yeah. Reese's puffs. Reese's, <laughs> Reese's totally. puffs. I'm not going to lie to you guys. All right. Jerking yeah. off in a cup. You can get addicted to that. I don't know. Easily. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, I think it becomes, things become an addiction when it starts to make your life stagnant and not lead to evolution. But I, I think that's a good way to look at it, actually. Because, yes, yeah, it's, it's your distinct relationship to that thing because someone could do ayahuasca once a month or peyote or whatever and be evolving and not yeah. be addicted to it. Yeah. It's their unique relationship. And I would support it if it's truly evolving their soul. And um, I don't think there's one roadmap. You know, I think it's yeah. so individualized. So I'm about people digging into their truth and finding yeah. out what were what our actual limitations are and aren't. You know, me, I'm real out there about all this stuff. I'm like, well, and I'll like, say the people who were there were there were so many. They were from all over the world, all over the world uh, who felt called to this place. And they weren't necessarily yoga people or spiritual people. Like I'm not, a, I would not consider myself yoga. I don't know if I'm, I don't, I have my own version. I'm not as spiritual as you. I don't, whatever, I'll leave it at that. Was just though that how many people who you wouldn't expect to be there were still there looking for an answer, you know? That's beautiful. And I think yeah. that's what spiritual, right? Cause the word right. can get flat too, I think. Yeah. CG makes fun of uh, when I say truth seeker, because uh, you never really heard that word. And then I was in a, I was hanging out with people where a lot of them were calling themselves truth seekers. But yeah. that could be it too. It's like anyone who wants to find out more about themselves in this world. I yeah. Think cool. So, yeah. Do you want to say anything, Siege, before we wrap it up? I know you both have have to go. Soon. No, no, you were just Rita was just blowing my mind with all that. <laughs> I was like, well, I have, I, I, I mean, it's weird because I'm just meeting you here and you're like, wow, this woman has a fucked up life. It's just that I haven't seen Kate um, in a while. And these are stories that when I like see you, I'm also like, oh, do I have time to go into this one? I am going to send you guys the text and the, a copy of the letter because it's fucking wild. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and then like also when this happened, I kind of went into this like, I just shut down because I didn't know what it meant for our life or are we gonna, like I thought, are we gonna join the witness protection program now, hiding from sperm babies? I don't know. Uh, and now I'm like, it just is what it is. Whatever they know about us, they know about us. I I don't think any of them are coming after us. Karate. Think of it like that, you know? Yeah. Mm. We're out here, <laughs> <laughs> <Your> followers. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So uh, Sperm Babies and Other People, my podcast is called Confrontation. <laughs> you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher. We're on uh, YouTube. Um, unfortunately, for our Twitter and Instagram handle, they won't yet let us use the word cunt. So it's CNT Frontation. But if you look for us, look Confrontation. And I'm um, on all social media as at the Ritu Chandra. Sorry, I had to put my plugs in. 
I love it. No, good. Yeah, professional. Uh, uh, say Ritu, where can they find you? He was like, I'm going to do this. I'm gonna yeah. Do this. <laughs> he had it handled. She's a woman who knows how to get shit done. I'm going to come down to Philly soon and we're going to hang out. Amen. Seriously. And we yeah, can yeah. also, whether we're podcasting live to, like together or we can do some sketches yeah. all together. We can just hang out and fucking have fun and have fun. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I would love that. And then. Uh, is it, is it, oh. yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, I could have handled that. I was like, oh. <laughs> Something's happening. Oh. This is. <laughs> I really hope one day I have like a live show so I can like be a deer in headlights for something. Cause like you're supposed to keep rolling with it, and I was just like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. It was very professional. I thought it was great. I really felt you pulled it together great. Try to keep it raw, real. <laughs> okay, so um, for for me. Find us on Patreon. We're going to have exclusive stuff. If you ever want to do an exclusive podcast with us, read too. Let, let us we, know. Read the letters oh. in the text. Yes. The exclusive, <laughs> the exclusive content channel. That's what I want it for. Exactly. The juice. The really good juicy stuff. Amazing. Yeah. I'll for, show a picture of her. For the us three do ayahuasca. <laughs> the us three do ayahuasca without any, any yes! professionals. <laughs> yes. I'm just like, don't worry, ladies. We're in a safe place. You know, yeah, yeah. No professional. Just see what happens, ayahuasca. Content. Ayahuasca. The three of us shitting ourselves. I'm like, oh my God, Kate, you shit. <laughs> Kate, I'm over here tripping. You just shit your pants. <laughs> this is no way to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. You made me the one that shit herself. Sorry, sorry. Review as experience. It wasn't going to be her. It's not going to be Definitely me. Definitely would be me. I'll bring the pens, you guys. It'll be fine, okay? It'll be just fine. <laughs> that will make the best video ever if that ever happens. They, they made us skip dinner that night just to help your odds of not shitting yourself. Mm. Oh, I'd be so cranky. We get <laughs> veggie burger. <laughs> Fuck this ayahuasca. I want my veggie burger. Um, all right. So yeah, you can you can find go to our Patreon. What is it? Patreon.com slash invasion of privacy starting May 1st. If you sign up earlier in April, you're not gonna have there's nothing up there yet. May 1st, I'll have at least the first thing of that month there. I'm on TikTok, Kate Fanchon Wolf. Oh, I have Instagram. Do I follow you on TikTok? I'll have to do I didn't that. even are you on TikTok too? Yeah, I don't post anything. Oh okay. So yeah, Siege, do you want to add anything? No, no, great podcast. CG Erickson on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all that. I don't know. Was that good? Oh, I, I, could, I try to rattle them all fast. You get one follower. I'll follow you at least. Nice. Oh, yeah, you two can follow each other. I'm glad you guys. This is probably when I should stop podcasting and say this. But what, let's just say now, I'm glad you two finally met. I knew you two would get along because... Yeah. Uh, Ritu would, would try to sometimes tell me some hard truths, and uh, <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> okay, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.